Welcome to episode 150 of Sweat Out, Happiness In. We're Lauren and Jason Pack, and we believe that fitness should be for anybody, everybody, and everybody. Let's get into the show. What's up, Achievers? Uh, big episode, episode 150. Episode 150. That's it took, cool. It took like a year from 147 to 150, but we got there. <laughs> we got there. Um, yeah. So it is Monday. It's Monday. Obviously, it was a, a big week last week. Just a lot going on. Um, we won't get too into the details there, perhaps, and just get kind of right into the show. Yeah, I think let's go ahead and get right into the show. I think everybody's ready to um, think about other things. Yeah, I think, of... I think they're politicked out, so yeah, I think yeah. we can get into uh, fitness and kind of get back into uh, the swing of things. Okay, so that sounds speak. great. Oh, I wish we were doing a kettlebell episode. That would have been <laughs> even more... Uh, A better ease into the episode. (laughs) Um, But I'm actually really excited about the topic that we are going to be covering today. So it was based off of a question, Jason, on Instagram? Yes, it's from Dr. Emma Murphy. Um, And uh, it's it's in Instagram stories. Like we asked a question on Instagram stories and they only have a certain character limit. So it's moving from fat loss mindset to building strength slash muscle. Um, so I'm assuming they wanted to go a little bit more into detail from that, but I think we can work with that. Yeah, I think we know what they're what they're saying general in general. Gist. So yeah. in general, saying and you know people typically in fitness when they think about fitness, we just did a podcast episode about this a couple episodes ago. But mm-hmm. that fitness has uh, a certain look to be desired from working out, and so oftentimes when people go into a workout situation or start to go on a fitness journey, they're focused on weight loss. Um, and so this person is saying, how do we switch our mindset from focusing only on weight loss to focusing on things that are not not just aesthetics? So focusing on building strength building muscle um and and how to make that mindset shift and maybe also we would love to go into also why to make that mindset shift yeah (laughs) definitely so yeah we'll we'll kind of go over a little bit of an overview of kind of um i guess breaking down maybe how to make that transition and then also just the overall advantages to why you'd want to make that transition Yeah. yeah yeah and i thought i'd intro it sort of with my own story some of you have been listening to the podcast for a long time uh, already know this, but I'll give you another another version because it's never the same story twice. It always <laughs> evolves in my mind, um, sort of, and I'm always evolving in where I'm at in my current journey um, from somebody who did suffer from a lot of body dysmorphia and also really disordered eating habits because of such a focus on weight loss, always wanting to lose just five more pounds or 10 more pounds. Um, and it really got me into a very dark place. It also was one of the catalysts to why I got into the fitness industry to begin with. So it's an important part of my story, but the transition away from focusing on weight loss and into focusing on strength is um, the most empowering and powerful part of my story, I would say. So this is definitely a very important topic to me and something that I hope that other people are able to to get to that point. Um, so for me, when I, when I was really in high school I quit gymnastics and I gained a lot of weight from a combination of things but from you know not doing the amount of movement that I was doing as a as a competitive gymnast as as well as some other factors um and you know just being a teenager (laughs) um but I gained a lot of weight and so I joined a gym and I immediately started to try to do all of the things that I thought were right for weight loss. So a ton of cardio, just like running constantly and two a day workouts. And then the other 
side of things being nutrition, just trying to restrict calories as much as possible. Um, and that really carried me all the way through to college. And I, it just got kind of progressively worse and worse in terms of how obsessive I was with exercise and how um, much I was depriving myself with food. And when I finally started to sort of I, it really wasn't until I became a trainer myself and I started to see my behaviors reflected back at me through clients that I was working with. That's when I started to realize how damaging the mindset of always focusing on losing weight really was. And it was, you know, I saw these people as like what I was seeing as their trainer was they were getting so much stronger and they were moving so much better. And they would have these moments where they were they'd come back to me and say that, oh my God, it was so much easier to play with my kids the other day. Like I was up and down off the floor and I was feeling so good and they'd be so happy with the abilities that they were gaining. And then we would do a weigh-in, check-in and tears would come into their eyes and they would feel so sad and so awful about themselves. And I would start to be like, but remember all those things, all these things that you just accomplished, all these things that you said, you're feeling so much better, you're moving so much better. And it all like went away and became so diminished their accomplishments they they were diminishing their own accomplishments because of such a focus on the scale and on weight loss and so me seeing that in them made me really do a lot of self-reflecting and what was important in my life and trying to figure out why <laughs> I was so consumed in my weight as opposed to being able to focus on the things that were happening for me in the gym and the amount of strength that I was building and how empowering all that felt. And so I've had this journey myself and I've seen so many people go through the struggle of focusing on weight loss and have tried to now help a lot of folks to try to have more compassion for themselves and also try to, to focus on the amazing benefits of the workouts that they're doing that are outside of what their body looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, um, I definitely, definitely had that same experience when working with clients as well of just like these people were being so consistent and they were hitting some, you know, major milestones, whether it was like achieving their first pull up or um, hitting triple digits on their bench press or getting lower in their squats and all these sorts of things. And all that work would be negated basically by a 20 second weigh in and body fat percentage check-in and I think we kind of came to the conclusion of like why why are we even checking this in the first place yeah. and I think initially we were doing it because they were asking they wanted mm -hmm. to see where they were and as kind of newer personal trainers we wanted to make sure that we did right by the customer and just did whatever that they wanted to do and it wasn't until we gained a little bit more experience and realized that this actually isn't in the best long-term interest of most of our clientele, yeah. right? To check, constantly check weights and constantly check body fat percentage and body composition type uh, metrics. And once we got further and further into the field and in the industry, I think we had a lot more education around it, right? Without necessarily bashing uh, checking it, but just saying that there are other ways that you can monitor progress that isn't quite so, um, first of all, uncontrollable and also um, very emotional, I yeah. guess. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of components to this, but I think maybe we can start with, so if you're somebody who is currently working out for 
weight loss only, but you're you're feeling very just beat down by that mindset. Mm. Um, and you are looking to focus on something else or you you want to just feel better about yourself and you know that consistently, constantly focusing on weight loss, weight loss has not served you well up to this point. Yeah. We kind of want to talk about how what things we can start to focus on and how we can start to shift our mindsets to get away from that sole focus being weight loss. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, should we go over just some of the advantages of why we like um, kind of shifting more to a strength mindset yeah. as opposed to um, shying away from fat loss? Um, you know, one of the first things that comes to mind is that it's building strength, building muscle is just a lot more controllable than losing weight. There's a lot more factors that go into losing weight. And I think there's a lot of counts that really just simply say, oh, it's calories in versus calories out, and you just automatically lose weight. Um, and I think maybe to a very cursory overview, like I guess that makes sense, but we're also not just, it's not, we're not living in a laboratory and we're not just robots with that sort of equation constantly running through our minds. Um, strength training on the other hand, if you are following a workout program of some sort, I think it's so much more controllable in, in in your control to be able to progress in terms of your weight training. So if if you did, let's say, seven push-ups on an incline bench or an incline squat rack, you can probably do eight the next week, right? Or if you did squats with a 25-pound dumbbell, I think you can probably press yourself to do a 30-pound dumbbell um, squat the following week. So there's just a lot more tangible, quantifiable, and controllable um, progress that comes out of strength training that is very um, satisfactory, I guess. <laughs> and it, it appeases your need for that short-term instant gratification, right? I think when we get people on a progressive strength training program, they see those results happen in real time and it kind of eases their nerves, which is why I think when we didn't place so much of our attention on getting people to kind of uh, understand how to track and and progress within the gym, their only sole measurement was the scale, right? So we kind of shift that focus away from let's measure the scale to let's measure all the progress that you're making. And that progress can even be, it, it doesn't even have to be like, how much stronger did you get in your squat, but it could be how many times did you come in to work out that week as well. There's so many other ways that you can measure progress in this realm that is so much more controllable and is, is the ball is completely in your court. Right. Because when it comes to weight loss, like like you were just saying, it is not a, a X plus Y equals Z situation. Like there's hormones, there's stress, there's sleep, there's it's so much more than how much you exercise and how much you ate. Like mm -hmm. there's just so much more to it. And to feel like you're doing it all right and you're not seeing the scale move feels, you feel so helpless, right? Yeah. Like you feel so out of control because you're just wondering what's happening. Why is this happening to me? Why can't I lose weight when everybody else seems to be able to? And then you might resort to things like cleanses and mm -hmm. crash diets and pills and things that are not healthy for mm -hmm. you, but you're so desperate to, to meet this, arbitrary outside goal um and so instead of always feeling like you're not in control like you're saying like always feeling like you think you're doing things right but you're not seeing the results like when you get to focus on the things that are in your control showing up 
to the gym, (laughs) lifting weights, having fun, like all these things are important components of your health. And so when you get to, when you start to focus on those things, you just start to feel so much better and feel more accomplished. Like you feel like you're really accomplishing something as opposed to feeling like you're putting in all this work and then it, and then diminishing all of it because you didn't see a number on the scale move up or down. Yeah, totally. And uh, you had mentioned before when you were, when we were first kind of initially discussing this topic, whether or not we should select it, it's just, it's a lot more empowering, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's so much more empowering to focus on lifting a little bit more weight or coming into the gym one more time a week than you used to, than it is to focus on losing, yeah. on on loss and on like, and on your appearance and on things that aren't as important really. <laughs> but you know, like it's so, it feels so empowering to say, wow, last week I could only lift 30 pounds on this exercise and this week I could lift 35. I feel stronger. I feel better. Like that's such an empowering thing to be focused on. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and then moving into just the just the concept of that it's just an easier mindset to have to focus on building or adding or increasing um, rather than taking away. Yeah. Right. And I think a lot of the industry is so focused on burning calories, cutting weight, uh, depleting yourself, just wearing down your body with intense workouts and hits and insanity and all that sort of <laughs> stuff. And there's just so much less of a focus of actually building strength, building muscle, kind of just overall becoming a stronger, more empowered version of yourself. And we definitely think that kind of strength training, that's where you can develop a lot of this sort of um, empowerment from, really. And it's just an easier mindset to have. And I think uh, relating it back to kids, when we are playing with Kendrick and he grabs something that maybe is dangerous or (laughs) that he shouldn't be playing with, um, instead of just ripping the toy away from him and saying, don't play with that, Lauren has a great way of just adding a different element into the mix of saying, hey, Kendrick, would you want to play with this truck instead? And usually it's something, you know, that is uh, of high value to him, like a truck or um, some other toy or a stuffed animal or something like that. And that immediately gets him into a better place once he gets there. Because if you're constantly taking away things and you're constantly using your willpower to deprive yourself of things and to not eat certain things, eventually it's just not sustainable, right? You get to a certain breaking point because you're building a lot of negativity, a lot of resentment the whole time because you're constantly just pushing things away instead of getting to a point where, okay, I'm going to add more to my play. I'm going to add more, uh, I'm going to add more to my squat or I'm going to add more workout days or I'm going to increase this. It just feels way more in your control and you can feel immediately good about that decision rather than pushing something away and immediately feeling bad about that decision. Yeah, totally. And I think that this is, I think, a little hard to, it's a little hard to talk about because we obviously are like, when you're, how do I want to say this? So basically, like, there's so much change that needs to happen just societally Mm -hmm. (laughs) for this to become an easy shift for people to make. Mm, So I feel like 
we can say like, oh yeah, just focus on strength training. Don't worry about weight loss. But there's so much societally that needs to change before people can really get there. And so I think that it, it does start with us and the way that we, and I'm talking to everyone listening, like the way that we interact and engage with each other around fitness in general and talking about like how you talk about fitness with your friends, how you talk about it with your families. And if the conversation is always going to weight loss, maybe trying to just shift that conversation mm -hmm. in your small settings, you know, like we, we focus so much inwardly on like, I wish I could just not worry about like that, at least for me, like I was always like, I wish I didn't care about weight loss. Like, yeah, it's really nice for somebody to say, like, just don't care about it, but it's not that easy. Like, I don't know why this is so embedded in me that this is how I should look and this is what I should focus on, but it is. And so it's not easy for me to just be like, okay, fine. I'm not going to worry about it. Like that's just, that mindset doesn't happen overnight. And so I think it happens with conversations with people around you that you care about. And for me, a big part of that transformation was in how I was speaking to other people. I was speaking to them and my words were speaking back to me in a way. So yeah. when I helped somebody else try to focus on, you know, why don't you, why don't you, like when somebody would say to me, like, I'm working out six days a week and I'm not losing any weight, my response would be, well, how do you feel? Like, does it feel, do you feel awesome working out six days a week that you're moving your body six days a week? Doesn't that feel really good? And they would respond yes. And then I would maybe ask a couple more questions like that, that kind of just prompts them to realize how much good they're doing for themselves. Hmm. And in return, it just makes you also want to focus on those things too. That's true. So I think that just our conversations in general, instead of always saying like when somebody, when you see somebody and you notice that they lose weight, that they've lost weight, instead of saying, oh my God, you look amazing. You've lost so much weight. Don't like, don't praise somebody necessarily for weight loss. Instead, you could ask them, what are they, what are you doing lately for your health? And they can tell you, and then you can have that conversation. But I think that always this like praising of weight loss and then this like not wanting to go there, mention if somebody gained weight, like it's so, we tiptoe around mm -hmm. weight so much, or we only focus on somebody losing weight as something that's good and somebody gaining weight as something that's bad. It's just so prevalent. Yeah. And there's so much that needs to change in just the way that we have these conversations in big, large settings, in small groups, everywhere. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's a huge part of this that is going to take some time. But hopefully when you can start to have those conversations, it starts to shift in your small groups. Yeah, yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. Like there's so much. The reason why we're even having this conversation in the first place is because of all these pressures that are put upon everyone, right? Whether it's in magazines or on social media, it's just all this pressure to look a certain way, which is why we wanted to kind of kick off our revamped um, podcast with that second episode of Fitness Doesn't Have a Look and just yeah. kind of set the stage for you can be fit and look any number of different ways, right? And so um, that's definitely a message that we're trying to push out there, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And something that I remember experiencing was in this, like, when I first was saying to myself, okay, I'm going to focus on strength training, my deep down feelings like you know how you have like external feelings and then you have your real feelings <laughs> i know you're all you all know what i'm talking about like you have the thing that you say that makes you feel like good and then you have the feelings that are really deep down and so for me i was like yes i'm gonna focus on strength and i'm gonna only talk about strength but my hope was that by focusing on strength i would lose weight mm. so that was still there mm, right true. and so that was 
that was something that I needed to fully get away from before I could really feel good about strength training. Because if it was still like, okay, I'm going to focus on strength training, but fingers crossed, like, I really, really hope that that means that I lose weight. Like that needs to not be there anymore for you to actually feel good about where things are going and the direction that things are going. Like to fully remove yourself from the idea that you need to be a certain weight or that you need to lose fat or that any of this needs to happen for you to be healthy is the first step in actually feeling good about these empowering steps that you're taking of going on a longer walk or lifting more weight or whatever you're doing for your health. Yeah, that's so true. Just like, yeah, your external, you know, this is what I should be thinking to your internal, like very deep down thoughts of like, but only if this really helps me do this other goal of mine is definitely kind of just eventually going to set yourself up for failure, right? Right. It's kind of self-sabotaging in that regard. So yeah, I think it's a step in the process. Like Mm -hmm. it's definitely a step in the direction that you want to go, but you won't fully get there. Right. If that's still like lingering. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, that was, I think there was a little, we wanted to be a little more structured in the way that we went into this conversation, but I think because we have so much, and especially me have so much like personal (laughs) history and experience with it, it kind of went in a lot of different directions. So maybe now we can just bring it back to uh, just some solid steps. Like what are three steps that we can take to actually take ourselves from more of a weight loss mindset into more of a strength building mindset? Yeah, I think one step is is just kind of um, by taking a lot of the guesswork out of it. And so I would recommend either hiring a coach or personal trainer or following a strength training regimen of some sort that you know bakes in progressive overload in some capacity, right? That is telling you that you should start off a little bit lighter and then week over week trying to add a little bit of weight, adding some repetitions, adding some time, and also encourages you to track your progress along Mm. the way. Um, and I think, you know, I think your best bet is having a live in-person personal training session. Uh, maybe not the case right now during a pandemic, <laughs> but you get the point of a higher an actual expert. Or um, this is the main reason why we built out Rise, our online training program, but having a progressive uh, online training program that really kind of encourages all those things that I just mentioned because it kind of gets you away from focusing on one singular number, which is the scale or your body fat percentage, and shifting it to a whole variety of different numbers yeah so you can track how much weight you use on an exercise how many reps you did on an exercise Mm. how many minutes you worked for on volume for an exercise like there's so many different things that you can keep track of and it just gets you in the routine of writing those things down yeah and just writing those things down then makes it feel so much less important that one time that you might weigh yourself and that one number you might track like even if you still are doing that it just feels less important because you've written down all of these other things that you accomplished and so yeah I think tracking your progress in the gym and in your workouts and even if it's just tracking your consistency like literally giving yourself gold stars for showing up to a workout or whatever you need to have like a little consistency chart um, it really is going to be a much more empowering way to to be looking at at things and at your progress. Yeah, and that's a good segue into the second step, uh, which we think is consistency. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so we have a challenge. This was pre-pandemic um, a challenge that we ran every single year, and it goes from September 15th through the end of the year. Yeah. So um, January 1st, basically. And it encourages people to try to get 
60 workouts in within that three and a half month time frame. Yeah, it's called I, Achieve 60. Yeah, Achieve 60. <laughs> and it kind of, it averages out to, I think, 3.75 workouts per week, mm -hmm. which with holidays and weekends and stuff, it's, it's, it's a tough marker to, to make. Um, but we wanted to put something together for our in-gym members that wasn't weight loss specific or even necessarily strength specific, especially in that time where it's just tough to work out in general. So we were like, okay, let's just set a consistency barometer so that some people can come in and strength train really hard some days. Sometimes people can come in and just do a restorative foam rolling session, um, but that those are still signs of progress regardless of the way you look at it, I yes, guess. Yes, yes, and, and something so, to be celebrated. Yes, exactly, yeah. yeah. And so basically we created this calendar of 60 total spots and each time they came into workout, we literally gave them a stamp. They yeah. came up to the front desk, like after a class, you would see an assembly line of 15 people coming up with their sheets, waiting for their stamp. And it was basically <laughs> like first grade, right? It's kindergarten. <laughs> they want their little gold sticker. And it was just, it's amazing that that, that period of time, whenever we do Achieve 60, is like the most um, the most energy that the gym has. Yeah. And like everyone is excited to get there. They know that this isn't like some external prize. We're not giving people like an iPad or something if they complete it. Like it's just, yeah, they get a no, this is just for you, right? <laughs> and so um, I think that it's just, just so much, you know, positivity that comes from it. So maybe you can set up your own personal achieve 60 or whatever kind of version of that. Maybe you say, hey, I want to try to work out 12 times in the next 30 days and literally give yourself a stamp or a gold sticker or something along those lines. Check it off in your note section of your iPhone. Just basically giving you again that sort of instant gratification that, hey, I did something positive for myself, yeah. right? And I think over time as those stickers or stamps or check marks uh, start to build up, you start to see just how much you've actually accomplished that isn't, again, linked directly to a number on the scale. Yeah. Um, again, which is also consistency is, is, is more in your control, right? You have a lot more say in terms of whether or not you can go into the gym and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and for those of you who are on Rise, if you are doing, let's say, two days a week uh, working out and you're getting into a stretch of time where maybe you can actually bump it up to three days a week, just contact us and we can bump that up as well. It's just... It just helps to have consistency be a very clear, tangible thing that is um, a form of progress, right? Yeah. Frequency is a form of progress. Yeah. Cool. And then number three, I would say, and this is what we did at Achieve as well, is just literally taking away the scale yeah. and taking away your body fat percentage marker and just, just either getting rid of it or maybe give it to someone else um, <laughs> um, but just basically having it outside of the house because the temptation if it's just right there in your bathroom so easy to access you're gonna be like uh, you know i've worked out four times in the last week maybe, maybe i should go check it out and then if the results aren't in line with what you want to have happen that could send you down a not so great thought spiral yeah right? and that's that's constantly what was happening to me in the beginning of this journey for myself and that's mm -hmm. why I kind of mentioned that it's so important to not just be focused on like oh yeah I'm just gonna shift my focus to strength training but to still have that like little need for validation from the scale um, because as soon as you look for that validation if it's not there you for you you can't even you can't 
focus on the strength component or the consistency component or the health component that yeah. all of those things that you just did, it totally mitigates all of it. So yeah, I think that taking the scale away is, is a really powerful step and it really does show you that you have, you've moved on and that yeah. this isn't what's most important because it isn't. And I hope that that's coming <laughs> across <laughs> is that it just isn't like your weight is just not as important as feeling good as, as it is to, be consistent to do positive things for your health. Like it's not wrapped up in your weight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I would say one final point is potentially, um, especially if you don't have like, if, if you don't have access to like an in-person coach or an expert along those lines, but maybe having some sort of support group, mm. um, you could post on your Instagram or your Facebook or your Instagram stories of saying, Hey, like I'm trying to go through this journey of, shifting away my mindset from being so weight loss focused and being a little bit more in a strength training camp is there anyone else out there that is sort of in that same boat and who wants to kind of buddy up and just form a little bit of a community whether it's via text or facebook group or whatever it might be and i think there's a lot of power in terms of just talking things out with people yeah. right and if you have a group of four to five people that you're talking with and going through sharing struggles and sharing triumphs i think there's a lot of benefit that comes out of that right yeah community is always going to be one of the number one things that that kind of moves you in a new direction mm. and having people in community with you that are are aligned and are kind of in your in your corner when maybe you start to slip back into old habits or yeah. slip back into old mindsets like to have people there to remind you of what's important is mm. is really really powerful so yeah especially when you are on this it's like it can feel lonely and it can feel like you are the only person going through that mm -hmm. issue. But when you are in part of a group who are all kind of vulnerable, vulnerable with each other and they're sharing very similar stories in their own personal lives, it becomes very just, I guess, reassuring and comforting mm -hmm. that everyone else is kind of going through similar stuff, which means that you you're all can, yeah, you're not yeah. alone and that you can, prevail over whatever is going on because you know that uh, everyone else is kind of struggling alongside with you yeah and just to have that camaraderie to build each other up and get past that sort of um, sticking points that you might have is is very empowering yeah and that kind of reminded me of another point that i think you made in in one of the previous podcasts on the fitness doesn't have a look episode mm -hmm. but um monitoring or or kind of looking at the content that you're consuming yes, in yeah. social media networks as well and trying to make sure that you're not following account only accounts that are focused on weight loss because yeah. then no matter how much you are doing your self-worth self-work <laughs> for your self-worth uh every time you open instagram and you see accounts saying like do this for weight loss do x y and z for weight loss follow this diet for weight loss lose fat here picture. yeah you're gonna you're gonna instantly feel like oh, I should be doing that. That yeah. is what everybody's doing. But that's not what everybody's doing. But when you are following those those fitness accounts and those diet accounts, that is going to feel and appear like that's what you should be doing. So yeah. just keep an eye out on the accounts that you're following. And if they're if it's all just so heavily focused on weight loss, like maybe you just give them an unfollow for a little bit. You can always go back to them when you're feeling a little kind of like you're in a better place and a better mindset i think it's okay to say like i just need a break from this account for a little while yeah um because even if you feel like they're giving out really good information if it's constantly putting you in a negative headspace it's not good for you yeah and yeah as a pro tip for kind of following different accounts um i would actually go to our account achieve fitness boston i'm, I'm assuming you're a follower if you listen to this podcast but actually 
when we have these sorts of posts that are a little bit more, um, I guess, like, in this sort of, like, uh, realm and not just, like, a or workout video, um, a lot of coaches will comment and chime in and say that this is stuff that they're also working on with their clients and information that they're putting out as well. So there are a lot of um, personal trainers that comment on our posts that you can then just kind of, you know, go into their feed, do a little Instagram yeah. stalking and see whether or not it jives with you or not. And then you can follow them from there. But I know a lot of uh, personal trainers who are very aligned with our thought process, um, follow us and comment on our posts. So it's definitely a good resource. Yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. I think that's about it. <laughs> um, definitely a lot of different routes and a lot of free-flowing thoughts but hopefully we kind of wrapped it up with a bow at the end there yeah well, sometimes we try to be really um prepared for episodes and like have kind of a, a structure in this one we were definitely more a little more free-flowing i think it's because there is so much to it it's not a very straightforward um do this do x y and z yeah so there's there's just a lot of components to it but hopefully you're able to take some some moments there that really um stood out to you and and run with them. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Cool. So um, if you enjoy this podcast, if you could leave us a review on iTunes or whatever uh, podcast platform you're listening on, that would be amazing. Um, please subscribe as well if you haven't already. Um, and I think that's about it on that end. All right. So until next time. Sweat out. Happiness in. Boom. Boom. <laughs>